Do you guys feel frustrated with your finances? Maybe you're trying to pay down the debts, especially those credit cards, but it seems like they're barely inching down. Or you're trying to save so you have some sort of financial cushion, but you're not making any real headway. We've all been there, including my buddy Chris. Today, he's going to share how he and his wife work to dump their debt and start saving together. Welcome to the Couple Money Podcast, the show where we share stories and advice on building up your marriage and wealth together. I'm Elle Martinez. Support for this podcast comes from Jumpstart Your Marriage and Your Money Masterclass. This course is designed to help you two get on the same page with money, dump your debt faster, and get you on the path to financial freedom. Sign up for the class today and get lifetime access. Just head over to couplemoney.com slash jumpstart. Welcome to another episode in our summer savings series. When you join the community, one of the first things I ask is what goal are you guys tackling? By far, the two biggest ones are dumping debt and having some kind of financial cushion. And that makes sense, seeing as the average household that has credit card debt has a balance of just under 16000 And the average American under 35 has a little over 1500 in savings. That can be a real burden on any marriage. But if you guys are ready to make some progress and work together, I have a buddy that can help us out. Chris, creator and host of Popcorn Finance, is on the show to share his story. Today, we're going to get into how Chris and his wife Kay got into debt, the system they use to budget, and knock out their debts, and what's his favorite money app. I always find it fun to share people's stories on how they work together as a team, and I hope you guys get some great takeaways from this. Do you mind sharing your story? Because I think a lot of people that add into personal finance, if they're not advisors or coaches or whatever, they start off from a personal space of they had to fix something with their finances. Was that the case with you? Um, Yeah. You know, for me, it was kind of a combination of things because um, I did go to school for Mm -hmm. personal finance. I I originally was planning on being a financial advisor and um, found out I didn't really care for the, (laughs) for the jobs that I was interviewing for a lot of sales jobs. Uh, So I have a little background in finance, um, Mm -hmm. but for me, it really was um, getting into a ton of debt that really made me kind of, focus and kind of change things around for myself because um, uh, when my wife got married, uh, we kind of had to cover everything ourselves. And mm-hmm. at that point we didn't have any debt, but because we didn't really have much in savings and um, even though we tried to make the wedding as like, you know, I guess inexpensive as possible, we still ended up, I think paying like around $14,000 for the wedding. Okay. And it ended up all going on credit cards because we didn't have any cash. Ah. And that's kind of where the debt spiral kind of started. And, you know, you get in that cycle of, okay, well, I need to make my payments, but then we didn't have anything saved. So it kind of just kept perpetuating the the growth of our debt uh, every year. You know, things would come up like school expenses, um, mm-hmm. doctor's visits, emergency room stuff. And next thing we know, it was like $27,000 in debt. And that was kind of like the the turning point point for me, for sure, where I was like, I got to, I got to do something about this. I got to get serious. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people can relate to getting into debt and especially with weddings. I mean, at least it's cheaper than the average. I heard that's like 35,000. 
<laughs> well, I'm kind of curious, like with your wedding, I know there's so many things that are special about it, but is there one expense you're like, we knew that we had to have this in our wedding because that was important to us? Uh, I'm probably the wrong person to ask. <laughs> 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 I know I was the one that was like, do we have, do we have to buy this? Is this, is this part <laughs> necessary? But um, I would say for sure it was, um, I think it was the venue we ended up going with. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a really nice, nice church um, in Dana Point, California. It's kind of like, um, like coastal, like Southern coastal part of California. Oh, okay. And it was, uh, it wasn't extremely expensive. I mean, I don't know what expensive it is for, for a church. I think we've ended up paying like, I think $1,200. Okay. That's a lot of money, I, but I don't know if that's expensive or not. Uh, but it was a really beautiful location. It was like up on a hill. You can see the ocean from there. So oh, that was, cool. that was a really nice spot. With weddings, there's so many different ways you can go. I know my husband was concerned about food. Like that was his thing, like make sure we have like good food options. I think we ended up having like three on our menu. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you said you you realized like at a certain point something had to change. Was that something maybe you started, your wife, or were you both kind of feeling that at the same time? Um, you know, I would say, because we've even talked about it before, and I think mm-hmm. I was like the most stressed out about it. I think because um, because I did have a background in finance, I knew what I should mm-hmm. be doing. And it just it's one of those things like, you know, you shouldn't be doing these things, but you're doing them anyways. Yeah. And it just it's like you kind of beat yourself up about it. And it was just getting really stressful. Like I would just think about it all the time. The fact that, you know, we had these debt payments and they weren't shrinking because we weren't making any progress. We were you know still using credit cards and um, still trying to pay it off at the same time, which isn't a, an effective yeah. <laughs> strategy <laughs> at all. Yeah. So did you decide to do like either a debt snowball or an avalanche? How did that go for you guys? So we had our debt spread out over, I think it was about three credit cards. Mm-hmm. And I went with the snowball method. So I was paying off the, I think that's wait, think of the right one. That's where you pay off the lower balances first. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. the yeah. So I started with that method to pay off like the smaller one. So that way um, the minimum payment from that could move over to the bigger cards. And I was actually doing this this thing where I don't know where I, where I heard about this, but um, because we had some you know higher interest cards, I would uh, kind of look around for like the longest like zero interest promos mm-hmm. on the credit cards, and then I would sign up for those, and then do a balance transfer, and I would say, well, you know, a three or five percent fee to transfer it is better than the twenty percent interest I would pay if I didn't do this. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a way that I um like what I used to try to avoid some of the interest charges and kind of keep keep things afloat as we got the debt down to a smaller more manageable amount that makes sense that makes sense so are you I'm, I'm assuming but I don't want to like when you handle your finances are you the one that comes out with the like the how-to part of the plan when you guys talk about it or do you and your wife go back and forth like she handles some of the bills and you handle others how do you guys manage your money together uh, you know, I think maybe because I just came into the relationship with more of a like, like a budget background, mm-hmm. that I'm I kind of the one, I'm the one who takes charge with it at least. So mm-hmm. you know, I, have a, I have an Excel spreadsheet where I like you know put our budget together, and then um, I'm the one who kind of puts all the data into the apps that we use, and then um, we kind of meet up and discuss it that way. So she's she's more hands off on the planning side, but you know I get her input and say you know I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think? And then she'll say uh, yes, it's a good idea, or no, or maybe she has some other idea she has in mind. So. Um, I'm, I'm like more hands-on, but then she provides some of the ideas and the, the feedback on what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Every couple kind of has their own method to the madness, I call it. Do you guys do monthly check-ins or how do you handle 
month to month a budget or do you do it like maybe paycheck or weekly? Uh, we both get paid uh, bi-weekly, so okay. we, we budget on a, a two-week basis. So we kind of lay everything out for the two weeks. And it's relatively, I guess I'd say, consistent. Mm-hmm. So each paycheck, we kind of have similar bills. I think for like one paycheck of the month, we have a certain set of items we pay. And then the next paycheck, it's another set. Or for like bigger items like our rent, we'll like split it between the two. So we try to keep it fairly consistent. But I've been working on looking at it, I guess, on a month-to-month basis to kind of mm-hmm. see if there's anything coming up. Because I've talked to a few people, and that's kind of what they do. They'll look at their month and they'll say, okay, we have a birthday coming up this month or we have uh, this event we're going to go to and they plan that way, which I'm like, that's a good idea instead of having like a static budget, which is what I kind of do right now. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of do that with our budget because it seems like I'd say 85% of our bills are the same, but then there is like next month, my cousin's getting married. So we have some trip expenses, you know, we're going to be eating out while we're there in Denver, seeing some family and so forth. So we're cutting back this month to make sure, you know, there's a little buffer in there and adjusting as it goes. But uh, I'm always curious how other people do it. You mentioned apps. Do you have any favorite apps? I mean, both as a person handling money, you know, as a couple, but then also as a personal finance podcaster. Uh, yeah, you know, I think we, we had talked a little while ago and you told me you tried out like a ton of apps and I think I'm the yeah. same way. I like, I'm like, I'm searching for like the perfect app and it's, it, everyone is a little bit different. So it's kind of hard, but I think I've I always go back to Mint. That's the one I've been using for uh, probably, I don't know, eight years. Yeah. Um, the ones I started out with when I, when I needed, when I was looking for something to put my budget together and track my expenses, I, I, I found them and, and they've been good so far. You know, there's times where there's features I want, but mm-hmm. um there's it's a solid platform and it works every time so i'm like i don't i don't want to mess with it too much and i haven't found anything that's really been able to replace it for me yet but that's so far that's my favorite one smith yeah i gotcha gotcha so you've paid off your debt right yes. and what goals are you working on together as a couple i say our next biggest goal was um establishing an emergency fund mm-hmm uh, because that was always like one of the things I worried about the most was that we didn't really have a ton in savings uh, because we were so focused on paying down the debt. And I was always worried like something would come up and it would kind of just like, throw us back into debt. So uh, for sure, that was one of the, the biggest things for me was putting together. Uh, we were going with six months of uh, mm-hmm. our expenses for our emergency fund. And so that's our next um, big thing that we're working on and ho- hoping to have that finished up this year. Congrats. I mean, that is huge to be debt free. And now you're filling up that emergency fund. So I think, I know when we first started, it kind of felt crazy to think we would ever be debt-free. We paid off like $35,000 of debt, but it really is like small habits that make all the difference. Um, Were there certain habits that you noticed like, oh, when we started doing this, things got easier or we made real progress. Any, Any habits that stood out to you? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, it was eating out. That was like the biggest thing <laughs> for us. That's, that's like all, all our money was going to food basically. Like when I looked at the budget and saw how much, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm not embarrassed. I'll say, I think like a couple of months I saw we spent like over a thousand dollars on food. And I'm like, how's, I was like, how's that even possible? It's like, I don't feel like I ate a thousand dollars worth of food. I didn't eat like a fancy meal. I don't, I don't know what happened, but I think it was just like, you just go out to eat for lunch every day. You're not really thinking, mm-hmm. about, you know, seven eight dollars here and there or you're like oh you know let's go out to to eat on the weekends and then next thing you know you look back and you're just like in shock that that you can spend that much money on food it doesn't even seem possible 
Yeah, yeah. I, I think every couple I've spoken to, including ourselves, like that is one of those huge kind of money leaks because it, it takes you by surprise. It really does. I was like, we're almost spending as much as we spend in rent on <laughs> food. That doesn't seem like that's right. That didn't make any sense. Yeah. One of the things I like about you, Chris, you have a podcast, which I'm a big fan of, by the way. So oh, awesome you. job. But what I like about this, it might be selfish of me, <laughs> is that your podcast over at Popcorn Finance is nice and tight. It is short, but you still get a lot of information in. And I'm kind of curious because we all kind of come from a personal space when we design our shows. Why did you go with Popcorn Finance, this, this whole concept? You know, I, I love listening to podcasts. I've always had a really long commute. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I've been listening to them for, for years now. And uh, I wanted to make one. I knew, I knew that for sure. And I was looking for like something short form. Like I was looking for a short form podcast. And there's, there's not a ton of them. Most podcasts are, you know, at least over 35, 40 minutes. Most are pushing an hour. And I was like, I really want, I wanted something that was short. And so that's kind of what led me to creating the, the podcast in the short format. And so uh, when I figured out that I wanted to do something short, I was like, okay, well, you know, what's, what's my thing? Like, what's going to be the, the idea around it or the name? And I kind of just sat around brainstorming for a while. And I don't know how I came across the idea for popcorn, uh, <laughs> but it just somehow it's probably just sitting there writing things down. I was like, oh, you know, popcorn is really quick to make. It's short. And, you know, mm-hmm. you cook it in the microwave, so there's like a timer. So it's easy to kind of see it counting down. So I was like, well, maybe I'll use that as my, my timer straight is, you know, popcorn. And, it, and it's kind of evolved from there. Sometimes I go longer than, you know, the time it takes to make popcorn. I tell people, you know, it's, you know, maybe we're going to make a couple of bags. or <laughs> something. <laughs> like but yeah, that's kind of like the whole the premise and thought behind uh, how I came up with the show. So this question is going to be hard because okay. as a creator, I understand. But is there a certain episode if someone's like hey i'm going to check out chris's show over at popcorn finance which episode or episodes would you say are good reflections of what the heart of your show is oh that is a that is a really good question that is a <laughs> tough one um you know the one i would say um because i've been i've been trying to do more like i guess like series or episodes are kind of grouped together that share something in common yeah um, and I did the series, and I'm still actually working on it. It's called uh, the 2018 Listener Goals series. And there I've had people um, call in and give me their goals for 2018, their financial goals for 2018. And uh, I kind of put them all together. I made a, a special intro for using everyone's calls. And I really like that series because, one, it's, it's, it sticks with the short popcorn theme. So I was proud of myself that actually, you know, I'm yeah. keeping, keeping them short. And then... I really like that I included a lot of listeners in it and um, I did something different. I used a lot of uh, background music and edited it a little bit different than my normal episode. So I was really proud of those. and I really enjoy um, that series because it's, you know, it's nice to have, you know, the people who are listening to the show also involved in it as well. And I really, I really enjoy those when I go back and listen to them. Yeah. Yeah. You have a great show and it's just fun. I think, yes, finances to a certain degree, they're important. But really, their importance comes from how can it help me have a better life? You know, how can I take care of my family? How can I help my friends and so forth, you know? Um, And I think you capture that really well. Even though you're very financially knowledgeable, I don't feel like you're weighing it down with jargon or, you know, diving into the weeds with spreadsheets and everything. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. That was one of my goals was to make it 
easy to understand because I know how intimidating it is when people throw out like really big terms. I mean, and it's good to know those things, you know, there's nothing wrong with understanding those things, but it can kind of turn people off when, you know, someone throws out something crazy and you're like, I don't even want to know <laughs> what that is. So that was always my goal to kind of keep things simple so that anyone could just pick it up and, you know, feel comfortable, you know, jumping in. Special thanks to Chris for coming on. Popcorn Finance is a fantastic, fun, and informative podcast. If you haven't already, please go ahead and listen and subscribe. Along with Chris's pick, I have a recommendation. Please listen to Chris and Kay give their full debt story. As always, you can head over to Couple Money and get that as well as some other resources to help you guys get on the same page over in the show notes. And if you want to stay on top of not just the podcast, but the videos, articles we have and release, make sure you're subscribed to the community. I send out weekly updates with everything we publish, as well as some behind the scenes and exclusive content. Plus, it's free. Just head over to couplemoney.com slash join. Our theme song was written and performed by Gentle Regime. Additional music by Lee Rosevear and Music for Makers. Finally, and most importantly, Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate the feedback you guys are giving me, your wins, your stories, your questions. It means a lot. And thank you for sharing these episodes. I want to make sure that couples feel more comfortable talking about finances so they're not fighting about it, but working together to knock out their debt and start saving as a team. I hope you have a great week. Take care. <laughs>